Hey, how you doing, Ignite City Church? Hey, I wanted to share something that came to me from our reading this morning, um, and it's out of Genesis chapter 8, uh, just looking at verse 20. Um, and so Noah and his family have already made it through the flood, um, and then God makes this covenant with Noah. But what stood out to me most was just verse 20. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Now, one, this is before God even put this in, in place in the law, uh, because this happened before God gave the law to Moses. Um, and we've seen God, uh, we're not, we've seen God, we've seen uh, people presenting sacrifices to God already. So I, I started thinking, okay, so Cain and Abel, uh, we read about them a couple days ago, where Cain presented um, some of the fruit of his harvest, and yet Abel presented the, some of the firstborn of his flock. And it said that God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but not Cain's. And then that made Cain angry. And then it hit me, well, Cain was actually angry with God, but took it out on Abel by killing him, murdering his own brother. It's amazing what jealousy can cause us to do. So here's why I think the connection is so important. So we could look at Cain and say, well, that was, that was what he wanted to give to God. That's what he wanted to give as a sacrifice to God. And yet God didn't accept it. But God accepted what it is that Abel gave. And I think the key there is it says firstborn. He gave him the first, like the first, his, like one of his first things, the primary things, the most important things. It says that Cain just gave him some fruit. Now you'll see in, in the, we will see when we get to the law that that God accepts grain offerings. And so it's not just all about blood, but I think in this, there's something to it. Because then when you get to chapter 9, verse 20, it's talking about Noah again. It says, Noah began to be a man of the soil, which is what Cain was, and he planted a vineyard. So there's Noah, when he gets off the boat, when he gets off the ark, he becomes a man of the soil, plants a vineyard. But Back here in chapter 8, verse 20, Noah's still the same person. And when, he, when he's off the ark, he's sitting there going, I need to present a sacrifice to God. And so he took, uh, took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. He built an altar and presented it to God. And it, it hit me. Here's Noah, a man of the soil, and yet he presented a, a sacrifice acceptable to God. So that's what Noah did. But when Cain did it, he didn't. It was not acceptable to God. I think sometimes, especially in the New Testament era of following Jesus, we think, well, Jesus' sacrifice was enough. He paid it all, and he did. But I think sometimes it's easy for us to jump in and go, well, this is what I've got, and so I'll just take it. And I do believe that if I'm giving him everything that I have, but it seems like it's hardly anything, but it's the best that I have, it's acceptable. But to think that God is going to just accept our leftovers, when for anyone else on the planet that we hold in high esteem, we want to give them our best. Why is it that at times we treat God less than, we treat God as less than people that He's created that we admire here on the planet? So the idea of sacrifice, I believe, is still is still important to God. We don't have to present blood sacrifices. We don't have to kill animals without blemish. Jesus was the fulfillment of that to bring us into intimacy and restored relationship with God because of his sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus. 
That's all been paid for. But the idea of presenting offerings and sacrifices to God is still applicable. So Paul even says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now watch it. Holy and acceptable to God. So I'm supposed to set myself or present myself to God as set apart and acceptable to God. And so it's not like, well, I can do whatever I want and then present myself to God and God will accept it because this is my preference. No, I'm supposed to present myself as a sacrifice to God in a manner that is worthy of God and God actually accepts and prefers. So I wrote this statement in my in my journal. I wrote, sacrifices presented to God are to be according to what's acceptable to him, not what is preferable to us. I think that is so important. I believe this. Sacrifices presented to God are to be according to what's, what's, in, what's acceptable to him. Let me say it again. Sacrifices presented to God are to be according to what's acceptable to him, not what is preferable to us. Friends, we don't get to take our lives and think that they belong to us. In fact, when we gave our lives to Christ, Paul says it in Galatians. He says, hey, the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. But before that, he says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live. It's not about my rights or my preferences. It's not about, hey, this is how I see myself. This is how I identify. And therefore, God has to accept me based upon how I define myself. No, no, no. We come before God, before Jesus, before I surrendered to Christ, all by his mercy. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a wretched sinner before a holy God. And then God calls, or God chose me before the foundation of the world, chose followers of Jesus before the foundation of the world, according to Ephesians chapter 1. And then we come into fellowship, come into relationship with him, receive forgiveness all by God's grace and mercy. He, 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 he gives everything. He provides everything necessary for us to be right with him, with himself. So he did all of those things. And then my identity changes. He says, I, when Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, that I'm a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come, that my identity is wrapped in Jesus, and therefore I'm a child of God. I'm a servant of Christ. And so it's not about my will being done or my preferences, and therefore God has to accept who I am. No, no, no. What it is, is I have been accepted by God because I've been redeemed by Jesus, and by his grace and mercy, he chose me, but it has nothing to do with me. And then after all that, I don't then say, God, this is who I am. Just accept me. Friends, he loves us too much to leave us where we are. He wants us to be like Jesus, but I'm supposed to present myself holy and acceptable to God. That is my spiritual act of service. So I hope that's an encouragement. Um, I hope it was convicting for me to be reminded of it. I hope it's helpful for you. We'll see you later.